0: Oh, good evening everyone, this is Joshna here. Thank you so much for, for listening and namaskar, greetings and kia ora. So today I have a really special guest with me and that's Acharya Chirismita, who I call Cheers because I knew her before she was an Acharya. And um, we're just going to have a chat tonight about a few things. And uh, first of all, just a very warm, warm welcome. Thank you for joining me tonight on the podcast. And well, Thank you, Joshna. And firstly, I just like you, if you don't mind, to just say, um, just tell me a little bit about the name Acharya, because I think there's some people listening who who don't know what that what that means. So it'll be great if you could just say a little bit about that.
1: Sure, Acharya is a meditation teacher. The word Acharya literally means the one who teaches by example, and um, I'm a family Acharya, so I can teach people meditation and various aspects of Ashtanga Yoga and help guide them on their journey as they're seeking the divine in their life in whatever way that works for them. But I have found that certainly meditation and going within and seeking um, that connection deep within yourself is an incredibly blissful and powerful powerful methods, so that's what I teach. I've been very graced to be able to have that uh, opportunity.
0: Yeah, and you certainly, you've certainly been there for me. Um, and I uh, just wanted, could you tell the listeners a little bit about something that you're doing at the moment, some project that you're doing that's inspiring for you?
1: One of the things that I do is I'm the director of an organization called Amritel and it's a women's, disaster relief and development organization. We work in numerous countries, probably 40 or 50 countries, and we focus on the needs of women and children, specifically women who are in the greatest need, in the greatest dire circumstances. And our approach is to partner with women rather than keeping that feeling of being a victim or that they're dependent. We really try to find ways where they take charge and control of the programs and the projects so that they own them and they develop their own sense of self-worth and financial and emotional independence. And and currently I work very closely with uh, women's programs in Haiti, which is one of my most favorite programs. Uh, These women are just incredibly inspiring inspiring to me. We work with over a thousand women in Haiti, which is one of the poorest countries in the world and the poorest country, certainly in the Western Hemisphere. And yet these women have something to teach me every time I visit them about resilience and about optimism and about just doing whatever needs to be done to keep themselves and their families moving forward. So, we work with over a thousand women in self help and microcredit programs. We work with teenage girls trying to give them options, to open up their lives to other options than just repeating the cycle of poverty that their mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers have had to struggle with. And schools, so that, you know, certainly you probably know this, that if girls receive an education, the transformation doesn't just affect them, but their families, their whole communities and their countries. So Amritel really focuses on that and certainly one of my big passions of Amritel is Haiti. But there are other countries too that I find incredibly the programs that we're working with in Greece, working with refugee women who are just arriving into the country or are in the country working with mothers and babies. Romania, working with um, young women who have, are trying to create a new life for themselves, programs in India and programs in Thailand and Ghana and Kenya and really all over the world. So I, I'm very, very fortunate to be able to, uh, to work with some of the most incredibly inspiring women who have so much to teach me.
0: Mm, yes, I know. I think that's incredibly important, you know, empowering women on all levels, um, economically, emotionally, spiritually so important and um Mm -hmm. I heard that in Haiti recently they formed like a little the the children from the children's home have formed a little orchestra is that true have you heard about that it's amazing
1: yeah so we have 34 children in our and we call it a children's home we don't call it an orphanage because it really is a home and these children are their family and they're their own family so they're not orphans anymore they have family and excuse me, from the minute they arrive, music is a huge part of their day. And so many of these children that have arrived um, come with a background of tremendous malnutrition, malnutrition in utero, malnutrition in their early formative years, uh, serious abuse, neglect, trauma, you know, grief. And... Many of them have arrived when they were just babies. We have a few that have arrived when they were later on, maybe two or three when their parents died or were killed. But as soon as they arrive, music is part of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we sing all sorts of songs with them.
0: Mm-hmm. But then they
1: also learn to play instruments. And interestingly, many of the children when they arrived, were we were told by the whatever, whether it was the hospital or whatever group was bringing the children to us, that we should expect these children to have extreme learning disabilities and to be slow in learning because of the malnutrition and trauma that they had already experienced and what we're finding is absolutely the opposite and it's astounding mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. many of the children are at the top of their class a few of them are actually skipping grades because they're just doing so well yeah and i think. I personally think that I would credit music because, you know, all of the research about how it helps the the parts of the brain that may have been um, weakened early on or strengthened or uh, there's compensation from other parts through music, how music just really awakens all of those neurological aspects of a person. And these children are really, really good examples of that. Mm. We started, there's a, a music, of cl- it's classical music, so it's uh, in a very highly uh, respected school in Port-au-Prince, and it's it's not a full-time school, it's just for music, and the children received sponsorships from donors, and we were able to send 15 of our children to this program, and the director of the program sought out Didi to tell her how impressed she was with the kids that they just had such an innate understanding of music mm, and yeah. how quickly they picked up on yeah. the instruments and we let yeah. each child choose whatever instrument he or she wants to play yeah. Yeah. and they learned how to read music and the, the highlight for them, they do the music classes during the week and then Saturday would be orchestra where they get dressed to the nines and they, <laughs> they play. <laughs> now, of course, because of the lockdown with COVID and before that, the lockdown during during the violence that's that's been going on there mm. for actually much of the year, the kids have mm. been spotty their attendance. So we brought in a private music teacher to come to the children's home. And that way, even the littlest, you know, even the children that are Mm -hmm. two or three years old could also get classes. Mm -hmm. And now since COVID has hit, that teacher is actually living with us. So the kids play music all day long, and they've been able to provide you know, concerts for the whole community because there's nothing to do. There's very often, there's no electricity, there's no running water, there's very little food in that community. So they come and they listen to the concerts that the kids pick on and they put on and they play classical music. The kids also do study percussion and, you know, traditional Haitian dance and traditional and percussion and they're amazing, wow. but it's just you know your heart will soar when you not only hear them play, but you see the light in their face. Yeah. And then recently, this the teacher has formed a choir. Wow. So the children are also learning singing and and uh, just amazing.
0: Wow. Well, I think in future they'll be winning. You know, this America's Got Talent. They'll probably be winning that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. They could. Haiti has talent. It yeah can even be better yeah.
1: because there is there are some
0: incredibly talented musicians yes.
1: and artists and dancers in Haiti and I think that's one of the things that I struck by early on with my work in Haiti the so the art and I realized that regardless of circumstances of not having access necessarily to paints or canvases or you know welding for fancy sculptures people find a way to make beauty wherever they are
0: Mm, and yeah. that was
1: certainly um demonstrated to me in Haiti people making beautiful beautiful sculptures from uh, soapstone and sandstone and making gorgeous gorgeous sculptures from the steel oil drums that come yes, in I think most people mm-hmm. are familiar with the Haitian mm-hmm. metal artwork and you know what well. would, we would go to the villages where the artists live and talk with them and watch them work and They were as inspired, if not more so, than any other places I've ever visited, artists' colonies in the world. And these people don't necessarily have access to simple things like light after dark Mm -hmm. and electricity. And yet, it's it's not even an issue. When you want to make art, you make art and you make beauty around you. That's what I see in the the paintings in Haiti. Oh, my gosh, Josh. Mm.
0: Just gorgeous. Yeah. I can I can believe you. I can totally believe you. Didi here's got some some Haitian art too, which was ex- oh, which right. is extraordinary. It's really amazing. Yeah. But I was thinking, and, we have music. and I think it's not just music actually. Like I remember Didi was telling me that um, um, they know all of Ananda. I gave a podcast a few days ago about Ananda Sutram and how deeply it inspired me in my life. And, you know, in difficult times, it was that philosophy that kept me, kept me so close to my spiritual mm-hmm. path. And he was saying that not only do they sing, you know, not only learn music, but they also sing in Undersutrum. So instead of singing the normal nursery rhymes that we brought up on, they are singing in Undersutrum, which is this profound spiritual uh, philosophy. And that's yeah. obviously also going to really have a deep impact on them.
1: Yeah, these children are, you know, it's such an incredible feeling when you walk into this children's home because the, the building where it is was not designed to be a children's home. It was designed to be a school and an office and a school for maybe 100 children. So now it's a school, well, school's not in session right now, but when it is, it's school for about... 500 children, so it's, you yeah. can imagine, yeah. and and as and a whole, so four of the children live in Amsapit, which is on the border, in the, the southeast border with the Dominican Republic, they chose to be there because there's more space, but all the other, the 30 other children, wanted to be in Port-au-Prince so they could ex- have access to the music school, yeah. although I have to say that five of them are under six months, so that they don't count. <laughs> they just happen to show up, so they came from Port-au-Prince and that's where they are, but the fee- Feeling in that home is, you know, mm. there's such a sensitive, generous nature in each of those children. Mm, it's amazing. You know, so for instance, um, this is amazing. They, you know, they all understand about sharing. And one of the children does have a mother who isn't able to care for her. Mm. And one day she brought her daughter a birthday present. She bought her, brought her a five-gourd note banknote which is worth maybe you know 50 cents or something and when she left without even thinking this little girl who was seven at the time cut it up and he said why did you because she goes well i have to share it with everyone (laughs) you know it's just (laughs) such an amazing and if i come when i come i I might bring some cookies or something and they'll come and they'll Mm. say you didn't you you didn't give any to so-and-so or or this person didn't get it because they weren't there and Mm. so they'll offer to take it and i know that they're not going to eat it themselves they will make sure that their sister or brother gets their share. Yeah. And I do, I think that it's, they sing Babanam Kevalam all day long, Yes, just on their own. They sing Prabhat Sangeet, they know easily 40 or 50 Prabhat Sangeet songs, and they're always horrified when people come and don't, like me, don't know 40 or 50, they're just <laughs> shocked. That, you know, how, how could you not know them? And they don't just sing them, they know the meaning and they understand the import and the beauty behind them, the poetry behind them. And this Same thing with uh ananda Sutram. when they sing it it's you can see they're just having so much fun they'll sing it as they're eating you know while they're waiting for dinner to arrive Mm. at the table Mm. somebody will start and they'll all start singing chapter one or chapter two or chapter three and they know the meaning you know obviously the meaning has been given in a way that is understandable to an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old yeah but they understand the relationship that the unit soul and the cosmic soul have and, yeah. and the, the yearning that an individual has for the yeah. divine and how we you know we see everything like you know all of life plants and animals and you know, the trees around them and the river around them, they try to see the beauty in all of that. Wow. So the whole concept of neo-humanism is imparted to them at an early age. Yeah. You know, they're vegetarian and they, I mean, a lot of people in Haiti are vegetarian, not by choice, but just because they, that's all there is economically. Yeah. But our children are just, you know, they have such an appreciation yeah. for life. You know, there's always kittens and puppies around. And, <laughs> you know, I kind of feel for them, 34 kids and a puppy, but, you know, they manage yeah. <laughs> that the puppies survive. Yeah. And, uh, And the kids you know and and this is haiti so we'll be sitting on the patio eating and chickens will be walking around or a goat will come jumping onto the onto the deck there and you know it's not ours they're just kind of visiting passing by and the kids just they get to see Mm. life and to Mm. to appreciate it and to value it in such a deep level so sometimes i wonder who's who's luckier the children growing up in this children's home in Haiti? Or like my grandchildren growing up in Vermont, who kind of have everything they could want, or think that they want. <clears throat> so you know, these kids—they have it. You know, they've had their challenges, and they'll—you know—there's always going to be challenges. But they have such an incredible way of approaching life, and there's their sense of community. I think is the foundation mm. for that, along with their sense of understanding spiritual practice and yes. you know, and it's not it's not imposed, they you know, it's offered and they all so I know your time is said but there was one little girl that came to us and she came with she was she was brought her family kind of ostracized her because she had a terrible skin disease. Mm. And the doctors said it's from the desert. She was in the desert. So Didi brought her her parents asked if Didi could take her, so she brought her to Port of Prince. And this girl thrived. And last time I was there, I was interviewing the children and I would I asked them all a question which was, What's your favorite part of being here? And this little girl who, you know, has been through so much trauma and so much pain in her life, said without this, you know, they all said, Oh, the, you know, I get to eat four meals a day, or the music, or the she just looked at me and she got this awe inspired look on in her face and she said, Oh, it's the meditation. Wow. <laughs> just, wow. What do you say? You know, we, we yeah. get up at, at five o'clock to do Panchajanya, she <laughs> would be waiting for us. Wow.
0: And That's now amazing. she
1: plays Kirtan on the guitar. She's one of the main Kirtan players. Wow. But you know, nothing gets between her and her meditation. So who was she in her past life we don't know? Yeah. But she found her way to the sanctuary.
0: I think I think those children are set for life. When I think of my own experience in life and the things that sustain me. Um, then they've got all of those things so I think they're really set and you know, it's it's going to be a bright future if people like that, if children like that grow up in the world and with those kinds of values well, if, they,
1: if they not only grow up in the world but they can begin to take leadership roles in their community because they, these kids are really intolerant of um, things that are unethical, I know one point Didi was, they were driving into um, one of the villages and The young uh, Felito who at that point was only seven or eight, he's now 13 or 14, but he was seven or eight, and he he was standing in the back of the truck and going, what is going on here? There's, you know, there's this, there's, there's no doctors, there's no nurses, why are people living like this? And he was just incensed. (laughs) And I was looking at him, people were like, oh, he was calling them out on the fact that they weren't keeping their their yards clean, they weren't feeding the kids, the animals, you know, the dogs were starving. He was pointing all of this out just on his own. Indeed, he was just kind of looking at him like, oh, my gosh, you know, here's (laughs) the next president of Haiti.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, we hope so. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever they want to do, you know, we'll support them and give them whatever tools and skills we can. But they Absolutely. have, as you said, they have the most important ones right now.
0: Absolutely, they do, yeah. I know in Ireland we do have these fundraisers um, fairly regularly to bring awareness to Haiti and to provide some support financially to, to the children's home.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's a tough, I mean, this is the thing because... To feed thirty-four children, and then of course there's about ten or twelve adults that live there to help out, and like the music teacher, and then we have a guy who's a, who does circus with them every day, so they get, you know, limber and you. But more than that, especially now with there's no work. Yeah. So, for instance, the women that had been doing the microcredit and the self-help
0: were yes. really
1: on a really fast trajectory out of poverty they were excited, they were doing great work, and now it's all kind of slipped back because they can't work outside. There's the lockdown. There's no access to affordable food. It. It's the, the, the cost of food is just, yes. you know, it's, it's out of many people's I price range it. and their region. These women are saying to me now, when I talk to them, we know now that we're just gonna die hungry. And oh, oh Josh, it's heartbreaking to hear oh this. So, so when people show up at Deedee's door, you know she do they know not to like come there automatically but when there's no other place and they haven't fed their kids for days and there's mm-hmm. no hope they come to Dee, and she knows that they're desperate yeah. so she provides them with rice and beans so yeah so we're constantly oh. trying to find ways to send food down well we send food down there um by boat um, but we also don't want to destabilize the economy so if she can buy from the farmers or buy from the small vendors and that's great because then yeah. she's supporting the economy so we try to you know we send money down every month to help pay for food pay for gas so they can cook the food the medical you know for these children many of them come and they have significant underlying medical issues whether it's tb or pneumonia or um uh, skin diseases or just some pretty rough stuff we've had some seriously sick children and you know we our goal is to we treat each of these children exactly as we would treat them if they were the only child there you know every single child gets what they need yes and you know yes so i'm very grateful to you and dd in ireland to you know be doing what you can to be raising the money for them because it does make a huge difference it's really great it it gives them a future
0: yeah, and it's really great that you're saying that now because anybody out there who's listening to this can, can be in touch with me or with you through f- Facebook. And um, if you want to contribute anything, you know, volunteer work or financially anything, I'm sure is very appreciated.
1: Oh, sure, yeah. And when, when Haiti opens up again, when, you know, we're always, we're always open to volunteers who want to work with the children. Yes you know we don't have too many at once because we really try to keep the balance um, with few overseas people and mostly Haitians that are working there so that they feel pride in who they are and to encourage that sense of um we can do it kind of attitude but with you know with that many children it's always welcome if there's someone who loves to work with kids this is really a great opportunity
0: Absolutely. It's always been one of my dreams, actually, as an ethnomusicologist, musicologist, to go there one day and to um, record record the music and make it, you know, make an album or make it available through um, through video or whatever, you know. I would, yeah. I'd love to do that at some point. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. So one of the boys, Chipitin, who's, he just turned 14 he is he is sort of a genius with music. He's one of the ones he's not as sharp in school as some of the others, but his his area of specialty is music and mm-hmm. when he first started drumming, I remember. Uh, one of the Haitian drummers who comes to our, our weekly meditations heard him drumming and just paw you know, it's the first time he'd heard him drumming and he had tears coming down his face yeah. is what I was told. Yeah. He had never seen anything. and this is when Chupatine was maybe six or seven, again young.
0: Yeah. And
1: was able to finally sit up, you know, and reach the drum. And <laughs> since then, uh Chupatine now he can just pretty much he can play any so when the kids want it when they're studying at Haitian dance they want him to drum because he's so good at holding oh. the, the beat, and he can he can adapt it. Just not just the beat, but the the vibration and the loudness it's just amazing. But he also plays guitar, and he you know he anything he hears he can immediately play. So he's the one that's most sought after to play kirtan at the weekly gatherings, <laughs> and he can play beautiful piano and. Oh. Um I forget what other instruments that he plays, but he he plays Spanish guitar. that's mm. just unbelievable.
0: Wow yeah
1: you know, he's like really an amazing musician and you know, every, the music teachers are all in awe of him because you know it's kind of like he hasn't met an instrument that he can't play and wow. play well and he knows how to read music now so that even though he hears something and he immediately can play it, he likes to be able to read it and see it so he can really understand the nuances. It's
0: wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. What an amazing gift, and also what a gift to the world when he starts to yes, put it out exactly. publicly. Oh,
1: it's just a joy to listen to him play, and he's such a you know he's such a um, an actor. Like a, he'll put the guitar mm-hmm. behind his back and play. And, you know, <laughs> well, that always things. helps.
0: It always helps. Yeah, yeah, right. you do what you have to do. Yeah, <laughs> When you're a <Entertaining>. boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we have only seven minutes left. Um, but I okay. wanted to ask you, um, I, as I was saying to you, I'm uh, launching this um Ketan guitar collection very soon and um and a course Ketan course to go along with it. And uh oh, we're great. thinking about the Touch by the Sea album because for me that was very transformative. That whole experience being in Vermont for that year was an amazing experience for me and it was was um also really amazing in the sense that the, the the collaborative process was just wonderful, you know, working with the local musicians and the local singers. and of course, Christina Turin was there with the Celtic harp and Peter was there with the um, with his amazing medieval instrument, I think it is it's a Gamba. that's right. It was really um very interesting. and then there was a flute player and the double bass player and
1: Aaron Kefley, you were amazing. It. I don't know how you found, or maybe Tina helped you, but you found the flute player and you found the woman that played the. I mean, just amazing musicians. That was such a special, special recording that you organized.
0: That was, yeah, that was special it was the first for me. CD. That was the very, was, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, in terms of cassettes, there'd been a few. There'd been cassettes before, of course, but this was the first oh, CD, yeah. and um, right. we, and recording in such a beautiful studio. Um, yeah. With the, right. with a, I can't remember his name now, but it Michael. Is Michael. Michael, wasn't
1: his name Michael? Yeah,
0: I think so. And he invented this. Um, he invented this choir microphone, which we use for the chorus. Oh, right, for the launch. Mhm. And we for, recorded yeah, I, I, when you all came in to do to do the kirtan, Um, uh, he had it oh, set right, up. Oh,
1: right. When we recorded the action, yeah. yeah, that's right. I forgot that. He set it up. That was so empowering. Mm-hmm. It's, I had never mm-hmm. done anything like that. Yeah. It was amazing. And the thing that I remember the most, I mean, I remember a lot of things because we would never had that before, but it's how empowering you were. You just encouraged everyone that they could do it. And you did it in such a way that it wasn't patronizing. It was just such a natural, and I've always felt that with you, Joshna, that you more than anything love to collaborate and encourage other artists and musicians to join and to be part of it and to to find their strength in their music. And you certainly modeled that during Touch by the Sea when we were
0: recording that. I was absolutely no doubt in my mind that the chorus would be wonderful because, I mean, also we'd been working together for quite a while and we'd been singing those tunes together we'd be practicing. So I knew it was going to be great. Just knew that.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know how I knew it was going to be great? I have to throw this in there because you lived with us for a year. Yeah. And you taught me about making mashed potatoes. You made the world's best mashed potatoes I had ever had. Who would have thought, right? And salad. You cut the salad so fine. I know this has nothing to do with your podcast, but I had to put it out there because those listening might not know that you have these
0: <laughs> Mashed potatoes and salad, that's, that's definitely a go-to. Even today, I love it. But, you know, we got, I got that from my mother because that's how she made salad. <laughs> that's well, how she was, made mashed potatoes. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, now that's how I make my salad ever since then, <laughs> and my mashed potatoes. Oh, that's cute. But actually, now I'm vegan, I, I have to think of new ways to make the mashed potatoes. <laughs> I well, we only use vegan. We
1: own, all our mashed potatoes are
0: vegan. Oh, I don't know if they were then, though. No, they weren't. They
1: definitely
0: weren't. <laughs> no. <laughs> they were very buttery. This is the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was
1: 1999, I think, 1997,
0: something like that. No, touch by, it, Touched that by was? the Sea was, I think it was 94, wasn't
1: it? Oh, 94. Something oh, like that. that makes sense. Because I remember <laughs> my daughter was at school, and when she, she came was. home, she brought some friends, and they were, like, they didn't even know what to think because... They were in her, their friend's mother and father's house, and they couldn't even walk through the living
0: room because <laughs> there
1: were musicians everywhere. There was a full drum kit, and there was a piano and a keyboard, and there was, you know, a stand up bass, and you know, there was like music everywhere. And, and they had to walk along the couch to get through the living room to get to the kitchen. <laughs> they loved you, they just loved like, you. Were the,
0: the best thing. <laughs> oh, I remember all those ketons in that room with the, with the fire going. It was so warm and cozy with oh, the snow yeah. outside. Wow. Yep beautiful right,
1: just outside in the forest and those beautiful kirtans and i just long for having you back here singing kirtan again hopefully someday that'll happen
0: absolutely i hope so too yeah no it was a magical year for me very magical year never 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 can forget that year and but, that was that was still one of my favorite albums yeah, it's it, funnily enough when I had uh, I was working I had Kadiz music uh, who were distributing my music digitally for quite some time until recently actually, mm-hmm. and that album is still um, is still one of the top sellers. It's amazing because it's so old and yet it's still the one that m- most people buy. That plus a few tracks from plus Sounds of Silence, I think it is. was. Oh, sounds of Silence. And,
1: oh, um, I, I remember mm. when you were doing that, that one in India. Oh my gosh. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's right. You were there, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I can talk about that when you get ready to talk about that. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> I will. That was amazing. I will That do. was so powerful. <laughs>
1: but yet, touched by the sea. Mm. <laughs>
0: and thank all
1: you. the goody, as we say.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Cheers. It's been lovely talking oh, to you. Oh, it's great to talk with you, Chesha. Yeah, National. lovely. Yeah, and good, good
1: luck with this uh, album set. I think it's a thank great you. idea. And I encourage anyone listening to go ahead and get it because... They're just the best albums, all of them. Thank you so much. The ones much. that you had in that set, they're really, and having the uh, Kirtan guitar method with it is going to be a great way to for people to move forward and learning how to play them, not just sing them and listen.
0: Mm, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate okay. it. Thank you. thank You, you take so good much. care. Namaskar.